You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Dave's Corner Garage. Heard every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Duncan, buckle up, everyone. It's time to get this show on the road. Time for Dave's Corner Garage, your Saturday morning joyride on Zoomer Radio. Okay, Al, I got it right this time. Hit it! Yeehaw! Hello, everybody. That's Dave's Corner Garage coming to you live and somewhat clear. Uh, we got a great show lined up for you today. One of our guests disappeared. He's somewhere out there. Out there. <laughs> somewhere. You really yeah. want to sing this morning, don't yeah, you? Yeah, he does. He was happy. I think David. Somewhere over the rainbow. <laughs> my wife, <laughs> my wife, we had guests over last night, and of course she cooked fish. I can't stand it. Not a very nice thing to do on a beautiful day. <laughs> Trevor Hatchison is not with us this morning. Hey, nope. We'll yeah. talk about it, okay. some of the stuff that they're doing. Uh, Mike McNaught, you've heard of him before. He's with RV Easy, and this is kind of like an R, what, Airbnb. I Airbnb. Yeah, for, this is an amazing uh, concept. You know, in the old days, if you wanted to take a holiday, you want to rent a motorhome, yeah. it costs a ton of money. And, Everything costs a ton of money. And, well, and, and, and you know, I will always say, I don't want to buy this parking spot. I only want to use it you know for a couple crazy hours. It is? How go- crazy is it? We're going to Niagara Falls this afternoon to see Lyle Lovett, and we want to take a hotel room. Is that a free plug so you don't so, have to pay for it or what? Well, I didn't pay for it anyways. You didn't. <laughs> <laughs> but so, I just wanted to mention it. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so Falls View, we wanted to go stay, stay at the Falls View because that's where he's playing. It's almost $600 for one night. So wow. now you've mentioned Lyle Lovett and Falls View. Yeah. You're paying for nothing right now. No. <laughs> oh, and they no, want, and they wanted at the Wyndham, and it's two fifty. And they wanted parking <laughs> on top of it. But see, the RVEasy dot com. It's like you want, like you said, you can get an RV, and people don't only if they own one. Yeah, they don't use it all for the whole summer. No, it's like you're, so you go online and you book it for like four days, and they bring it to hey, you. fraction of the cost. Even with a car, you don't use it all the time. It sits in the parking lot all the Yeah. So he's coming up this hour. Who yep. else? Uh, Jesse Kessel. She's been on before as see? a co-host. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's a smart gal. She actually helps dealerships. Uh, do things right. And she's got some cool news about uh, autom- women in the automotive industry. It's, I know. I spent a few minutes on the web looking this up. Mm-hmm. It's absolutely outrageous how few women there are in the uh, automotive industry, both in the repair side and in the executive side. So we're going to be talking That's about improving, that. That's improving, though, because isn't the, the, G- the president of Ford, GM, and Porsche all yeah. ladies, yeah. women? And you know how many people are on staff at that, ex- at that level? 423. And three of them are gals. Gals. Okay. There you go. Oh, I just and got a text from Falls View. <laughs> How come you're not mentioning Al? Actually, no, it's your meter. Your, your car meter is running. And we out. have a government notice, so we'll talk about that too. And uh, we've got all kinds of stuff to talk about. And of course, if you've got a question about your diet or what to take for gas, give us a call. This is Dave's Corner Garage. We'll be right back. Hello, everybody. Welcome to uh, Dave's Corner Garage. Caesars are ready. Scrambled eggs, sausages, <laughs> and rye toast. You know, the problem is with, with buffets and stuff like that is like you get greedy. You know, yeah. my, my wife comes to the table with like a whole table, a whole plate full of bacon. Mm-hmm. And I go, you're never going to eat all that. We found a great <laughs> little spot in Innisfil called The Cove. Yeah. Great breakfasts. Yeah. All righty. Uh, Trevor's not here, so I'm going to do the dirty work. Uh, we use a product that they produce, which used to be called T40. This is Crown. This is Crown. See. 
they produce all these different products like cleaners and rust protections and salt eliminators and stuff. And these are so, products that you can actually buy yeah, at, at the Crown Store. Yeah, like six, eight bucks and stuff like that. Uh-huh. So in our shop, we always use this T40, but now they've improved it and called it rust protection lubricant. Why didn't they just call it T50? <laughs> <laughs> what time did I'm you get up? Like <laughs> what time did you wake up? Two sixty. You know, come on, seriously. So, um, I was just going to say that we use this stuff liberally. Like it's a it's a penetrant, but it leaves a coating mm-hmm. on whatever you're spraying it on, <laughs> and and if the coating gets damaged, it actually creeps back and and reseals. Ooh, right. So it, it, I checked basic, it out. The basic product is the Crown Rust Protection. It's isn't exactly it? right. It's the same stuff they spray on the uh, right. on the cars, but it, it actually is a great product. So if you're on a Crown store, you should try this Rust Protection and Lubricant. It's called. Uh, I don't think it's less. I think it's seven dollars or something. There's a question here on Facebook. Okay. Yeah. He says, okay, for Crown, yes. I'm thinking about getting my car rust proofed, but shouldn't I wait till the winter before the winter? No, kicks definitely in? not. Why? Because it moves better in the warm weather. Hang on, I got to type this in for her. Okay. <laughs> Go ahead. So it's better to spray your car now. It's, is that with an apostrophe? It moves. Yeah. It's, it moves. And, and in the winter, it's kind of thick. They actually have to heat the stuff before they spray it on your car. In the summer, it moves really nicely and it gets into all the little crevices. Well, besides the fact that, you know, if your car is new, it's, it's, it's pretty clean underneath. Why do you want to wait until you get moisture and rust already? Well, that's the question I had too. Like, I lease my car right now, but I plan to buy it. Uh huh. I should rust proof it. Well, if you're planning on buying it, by all means, you should. I mean, even if you're leasing a car, uh, cause people change their minds sometimes. And, and, and if you do end up buying it, uh, it's an incentive for that next person. Actually, it's my wife that'll change her mind. I don't like this car anymore. I can't get it. You see, she's listening. Yeah, she does. No, she's but not. She's in the hairdresser. All kidding. In our house, it's cleaning lady, cleaning lady, <laughs> and then the hairdresser. But, you know, you guys, you work the garage all the time. So yeah. with all the new cars coming up, yes. isn't there a facade that you, you don't really need it now, but isn't it even more important because... Of all the computer stuff that's in the car, all the electronics. Yeah, exactly. There's electronics underneath the vehicle. Um, you know, we talked about uh, the flash flooding we had a couple of weeks ago. Yep. Yeah, um, that was that wild. water gets in everywhere. And, everywhere. Uh, you know, you're talking about speed sensors in the wheels and the bearings um, underneath by the transmission. There's all kinds of wiring there, and if you get water penetration in there, and then some starting to corrode. Then it doesn't work properly. Turns at all. green. All the connectors turn green. Yeah, and especially like Ford. Ford has a a, a a pickup just below the gas tank. Yeah, just sticking out there in the mm-hmm. middle of nowhere, and uh, water gets in that, and then it throws a light on the dash. Right, well, you know what? Margaret's on the line. She's got a question about her PT Cruiser personal yep. transportation. Did you know that that's what that means? Not at all. I didn't know that. <laughs> that's <laughs> what PT stands for. Margaret, how are you? Margaret, hi. Hey, Hello. you're on the air, ma'am. Turn your radio Hello. down. <laughs> I did. Okay, thank you. What's your question for the guys? <laughs> well, it's a 2006 PT Cruiser mm-hmm. convertible. We love it. Yep. But uh, when it gets hot, overheated, and the air temperature is hot, mm-hmm. it refuses sometimes to start or is difficulty starting. Mm-hmm. When you say overheated, though, do you, do you know, in fact, that the engine is overheated because the temperature gauge is going off to the top? No, the temperature gauge does not go up. Okay, so and the and the battery is great. I'm going to put you on speakerphone because the driver husband might want to add something. Okay, Hang on. No so it, it the, the bottom okay. line is it cranks, but it doesn't fire. Right. Okay. Right. You know, you know, there's a story about that. The woman walks into the dealership and says, "Is this a joke or is this a true <laughs> no, story?" No, it's a true story. Okay, just making sure with you. What are you a critic? <laughs> yeah, actually, here's my credentials. So when she buys vanilla ice cream at the local store, it's <laughs> a joke. The car runs normally, but when she buys pistachio, it doesn't start, and the dealership thinks she's actually crazy. 
So she's she, nuts. She right? comes back to the pistachio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, she yeah. comes back. He, the service manager goes out and he buys vanilla, and it just comes off the shelf. When he buys pistachio, they have to hand pack it, so it, it suffers heat stroke. The car ends up coming, uh, won't start because it gets too hot. So Margaret has to change flavors of ice cream. That's Is exactly that the right. <laughs> Maybe use some Smucker's. So, Smucker's uh, the some of the right, hang on. I actually have a real answer because and, I don't I just play too. a mechanic. I, I actually too. am. Okay, go ahead. Big Stop fighting children. What's the problem? Well, it's heat soak. Heat soak? <laughs> okay, but how do you fix that? Okay, what is it? It could be fuel heat soak uh-huh. or it could be uh, coil heat soak. Now let's turn over to Al, who's a real mechanic. Well, I'm a real mechanic. Oh, so sensitive. So Margaret, life is longer than he has. Stop fighting, guys. <laughs> it's true, but they didn't have electronics back then. No, they didn't. You had a, you had a had crank hammers. start. We a had crank hammers. start. <laughs> okay, what's uh, the answer? Crankshaft sensor. Could be that, too. Electronics. Yeah. Most likely, you don't have any spark when the car is hot like that, and once it cools off, the crank sensor starts working again. Common problem. Yeah. So <laughs> check for codes. Hopefully, there's something in the computer. Um, otherwise, your tech is going to have to, you know, Check it out the hard way. Um, he'll have to get it hot, and hopefully he can Open have it pistachio. in the same situation. Get your pistachio. There's actually a system uh, in the Solex, which you can set up, which is called Snapshot. Mm-hmm. And as soon as it throws a code, the Snapshot reads actually what the computer has in memory. Yeah, it's going to have a and, picture of her at the ice cream counter. Right, exactly right. And <laughs> it'll tell you that there's not getting a pulse. So if it is the, t- the crank sensor, that's what will show up. Speaking of pulse... Can you oh, hear the music? I can hear the, the music. The pulse in the background. I wonder if the callers can hear the music. Uh, no, yeah. they can't. That's why I have to say gently goodnight. Goodbye, Margaret. Have a great weekend, and I hope your uh, everything works out for you, okay? And okay, if it doesn't bye. work, if it doesn't work, you're going to throw in some ice cream, are you? Why not? Why hammer? I feel like some pistachio <laughs> gelato right now. Dave's Corner Garage is where you are. You can follow us on Facebook.com forward slash Dave's Corner Garage. And we want to take your call, yours, yours, and yes, you hiding behind the coffee maker. Give us a call. Dave's Corner Garage. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Dave's Corner Garage. Lots of calls to get to before the hour is up. So we want to thank you for calling in. Hang on the line. The boys will get to you. Dave, camera 42. Okay. Now, there was an ad there for Facebook. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you want to follow us on Facebook, we actually will have contests on Facebook only. We'll have contests for our email listeners, but the ones that are on Facebook will be separate contests. So to get involved in that, go to Facebook. Slash forward Dave's Corner Garage and get on there. Uh, let's go talk to the phone. Uh, four-year-old Sprinter. We're going to go out to speak to uh, Corbin in Oakville. Corbin, how are you? Good, how are you? Good. What's wrong with your car, your truck? So I have the Sprinter. Um, I don't put a lot of miles on it. It's only got about 50,000 kilometers or so. Uh-huh. And uh, it's rusting out already. In uh, Well, there's about six or seven little fingernail-sized blemishes. And it's not from damage. Like, it's coming up from underneath the paint. Uh, you know, kind of blistering up. Have and you gone back to the dealership with it? I did. Um, they've offered to split the cost on some of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so some of it they've offered to repair. And then uh, the other parts of it they're splitting the cost on. Um, but what concerns me is, well, the vehicle's only four years old. And it's it's already rusting out. Yeah, you know, I is just see all? lots of them rusty. I, yeah, no, I know that I was going to say or ask how old it was, but I, I, because I, I know initially they had a big problem, and my body guy told me the issue was the primer didn't stick properly. Oh wow! So uh, remember, Ford used to have that. They just come off in sheets. Yeah. Anyways, it would it would pop off, and then the water would get underneath and cut. But I would have thought that they would have cured it by now. Listen, it's not from stone chips or anything like that, is it? No, no. Um... The the ones on the actually the ones that they're covering are above the windshield, and 
those could be from stone ships just because while well, they're they're out the front of the vehicle right, right. Um, yeah that's but for the sure. ones they're not covering are uh, are beso- on the side of the vehicle and you know those hmm. are the ones that are are those ones i could see are blistering up the ones it, up high i haven't made it up onto a ladder so what's your yet. plan you're going to get it fixed so that's the other question is i don't know what i'm going to get it fixed but i don't know what i'm going to do with the truck because right now it still has value of and course, if it runs yeah. out then it's not worth anything Right. Well, well, how much have you got? Have you gotten an estimate on what the body work's going to entail? I it's only going to charge me about nine hundred bucks to fix the side, but then it's I have a, logos on the truck and stuff like that. So uh, you know, and be- I'd spend the money. I mean, I, I would by all means. I think I would spend that money and uh, and get it done. Yeah. Well, because about, I was going to say a couple of things. Go to VMR Canada. That's v- VMR VMR Canada. Okay. Com. You can find out what your truck is worth. Yeah, it'll tell you what its value is, and then do your numbers after it's fixed and see if if it's worthwhile for you to sell it or to keep it. If you want to keep it, I'm sure I can get you fifty bucks discount on on Crown, and we'll get you a coupon. So if you get it get it sprayed, and that'll reduce a lot of your issues. Well, because the but the spray is just kind of underneath, right? No, like this is they do the doors. The they do, no, they take the taillights out. Well, no, but at the out. same time, you're right. They're not going to protect the, the the paint on the front hood. No, you know? yeah, no. Um, yeah, I know because I, I was actually planning on getting it undercoated uh, next week. Don't, um, no, no, do the body. Well, work do first. the body work first. Okay, and then afterwards go to go and have it done. As a matter of fact, so uh, yeah. we've got your information, and we're going to get you a discount coupon for yeah. that. So hang okay. on, and and uh, Duncan will take down your your address, and we'll mail you one of these things out. Okay, great, thank you. All right, all right, take care. Thanks okay. for calling you in. Know, I had a big argument with with um, Freeman from Crown, uh-huh. and we were talking about. What is more green, saving a car or building a new car? I mean, what is the... the oh, it's got to be saving a car. Saving a car, right? obviously, is, yeah. is more green. So, I mean, that's what he's saying. He's saying the average Canadian buys 10 to 12 vehicles in their entire lifetime. Uh-huh. I bought 500 easy. Yeah, but if you only Maybe buy five, you're, sa- you're saving green right there. Yeah, that's exactly right. Right. Well, the reality is to save the car that you got, unless you're sick of it. Well, people get tired. You know what? I mean, that, and that is the issue now. I mean, yeah. you know, talk about my repair. So today is Van Day. We're going to be talking to Bob See, right hey, now. He was talking. He was. You just. I'm interrupting. <laughs> it's like being at home with you. <laughs> Guess he didn't like what I was Go going ahead. to say. Uh, no, no, forget it. I'm not. No, oh, no, no. Now I'm not he's hurt. What are you, a referee? <laughs> you guys, are you guys living together now? You're like bitch, 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 bitch. <laughs> hey, hold on. He's my mechanic, too, you know. I know <laughs> that. But I, I'm getting to wonder if it's a bit more. <laughs> oh, we, uh, we have to go to a break soon, so we can take a call for now. I want to say hello to Bob. Oh, my God. Bob, how are you? It's Bob from uh, Mercedes, another Mercedes van. Yes. Go ahead, Bob. you got about 30 seconds. What's your question? I'm going to put you on hold after that. <laughs> hello? Go, go ahead, ahead, Bob. Okay. Um, another Mercedes van. Yeah. Uh, I was wondering if they if had a uh, a record of problems. I have a friend who has a Mercedes van. He has had nothing but problems with it. Uh, a plumber that I know, an electrician I know, both use them. The electrician, I'm not sure how recent his is. He says he loves it. He's had no problems with it. The plumber has had nothing but problems for four years. Uh, he's got just over 100,000K on it, and it just dropped its transmission. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's, gone through, he's gone through engine work with it. He's gone through exhaust work with it. And, of course, these guys have them set up, so they're like mobile warehouses. And uh, every time he puts his car, his, his truck in to be serviced, that means he's not working that day. 
So he was checking with somebody else who had one as well. They said it's the worst vehicle they've ever had, and they would never get another one. So I'm just wondering, like, is this a problem? In theory, it's a great concept because they, the guys love them, and they come with a diesel for hauling all kinds of... Yeah, yeah. What do you think, Al? Well, first of all, I mean, when you start thinking that you have a lemon and you're in for repairs all the time, what's the point of holding on to it? Because, yeah. you know, you probably do. Um, you know, so it, it goes... You'd have to look at what, how your own luck has been, by all means. You know, go to VMR.com. Once, it once it gets tired, yeah. I mean, you, I'd want go, to get rid of it. Go, go find out what it's worth. And, and so, what's the website again? Because a lot of people ask about that. VMRCanada.com. Right? Okay. Now, if you if you're on a lease, yep, is it worth breaking the lease? You, you see, now here's the problem. No, because leases are designed to be. You, you're in the ditch all the way to the end. At the end, yep. everything comes to zero. So there will yep. be negative equity involved there, and you have to sort of stomach it and uh, figure it out if it's worthwhile. Or, yeah. or 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 go to Leasebusters. Yeah, yeah, seriously, go to Leasebusters.com. All right. Okay. And uh, there's ask, other tradesmen out there that yeah. are looking for vehicles. Yep, I'll take it. Yeah. Okay, we got to run. But if they ask for the service records, I would hide them. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for your call. Have a great weekend. Thanks, Bob. Coming up next, we have, if you're looking for, this is a really cool way. Instead of our Airbnb, mm-hmm. it's something for mobile homes, trailers, as you're going to eh? So uh, we're going to talk to Mike McNaught from RVEasy.com. Next, go to his website. You can find out more about it. This is Dave's Corner Garage. We'll be right back. Don't go away. Welcome back. This is Dave's Corner Garage, Caesar's Coffee. Big breakfast already. All right. Al, over to you. To me? Yeah. Okay. Well, we've got Mike McKnight on the phone. McNaught. McKnight? You've been drinking from his coffee? McNaught from RV Easy. <laughs> oh, that's right. Where's my drink? Mike, how you doing? <laughs> I, I'm doing great this morning, guys. I think you might have some uh, some Baileys like me in your coffee this morning. <laughs> Where are you summer. in Ottawa, right? Yeah. Yeah, we're in the Ottawa area. Yeah, I know. That's beautiful, though. All right, so people are looking to save money and, and do a vacation, or maybe like call it a staycation, I guess. Um, tell us all about RV Easy. Yeah, so uh, RV Easy, what, what we do is it's a peer to peer RV rental marketplace. So, really simply put, just simply think Airbnb on wheels. So, we connect local owners of motorhomes and trailers across Canada with people that are looking to go on vacation and rent a motorhome or rent a travel trailer. Now, who are, what about the, the actual fees? Do you deal directly with that, the, the vehicle owner? So, that's actually one of the reasons why we built out this marketplace is, you know, the, the, the traditional way of kind of, you know, talking to a neighbor or talking to someone renting out privately, there's not really much security as far as the money and transfers. So, we handle all the financial transactions. We provide all the insurance for every rental. It's kind of worry-free and trouble-free, both on the owner side and and for our renters. Mike, I got a question: Is is this tremendous? How many RV types are there, and are trailers considered an RV? Yeah, absolutely, recreational vehicles. So there's uh, you have your your motorhomes. So you you kind of have the the traditional bus, the big bus style, mm-hmm. uh, as well as the, the Class C that has the cab, uh, the bed over top of the cab, and then kind of the van type. Travel trailers, they're, they're unbelievable. There's so many different shapes, sizes, and configurations that, that really can accommodate any, anyone's needs, whether you want to get off the ground a bit and be in a tent trailer or even haul around your ATV with you. There's something that can haul around that for you. Isn't it, wouldn't a trailer be better? Because if you've got an RV, you park. Well, that's your ride out of there, too. So you don't have a car. But if you have yeah, a trailer, you park your trailer, unhook, and 
you're mobile. That, that's it. And, and really, it depends on what you're looking to do. I, I can tell you, traveling in a motorhome, I don't think there's any better way to travel down the road. But the convenience of having your truck and trailer and being able to take off and check out local attractions, yeah, uh, that's really convenient as well. So I, I think it's really dependent on, on what the needs of people are. And I think what's really nice is that you can link up and talk to the owner of the RV, and a lot of them are willing to deliver it right to your campsite. You don't even have to tow it. How do you beat that? That's great. So if you want to go to Algonquin Park for a weekend. Feed the flies. And you want to, uh, well, they're almost gone. Uh, So if you get it, say, for four days, you just book it right on your website, and they'll deliver it to your campsite? They'll drop it right off, and and Dave, you can roll up with your Corvette. Don't have to tow anything, and uh, it'll be all set up and ready for you. Can't get a Corvette because I can't get out. <laughs> I can get in, but getting out is a real hassle. <laughs> uh, prices. It says here rentals start from $47 a night. That's cheap. It is. And, and, and it's re- the real range. And what makes it really, really competitive is that, you know, you're dealing directly with the owner of the RV. They set their own prices. They don't have the overhead that big fleet companies and dealerships have. So you'd be able to, you can negotiate much more affordable rates, making it a lot more affordable for you. So if it's the $47 a night tent trailer, or if you want the big rock star experience in a big bus, they're all available at a very, very affordable rate. What's, What's your the- website? Because you got to scoot. Uh, yeah, the, the website is rvez.com, rvezy.com. We also have an app on uh, both iOS and Android. Uh, just check it out in the App Store. All right. Thanks for calling. Excellent. Thanks for having me, guys. Have a great summer. Actually, we called him. <laughs> <laughs> All righty. When we come back, we'll go back to the phones, and uh, we've got some information for you, too. So uh, Dave's going to garage. He's going to garage. There you go. Harvey's makes a hamburger. You get it? This is Dave's Corner Garage. We'll be back with more jokes. Sometimes. Uh, you know, they're having a real serious problem in the in the States with their southern border with the aliens and stuff coming in. Aliens? Yeah. <laughs> We're the only aliens they don't They come out. from outer space, I thought, aliens. <laughs> E.T., come home. <laughs> All righty. So the government is looking at, to help save the economy, instead of getting rid of Illegal immigration. They're starting Ooh. to look at getting rid of seniors and start to deport seniors instead of illegal. <laughs> deport seniors. <laughs> now, they, in order to lower Social Security and Medicare costs. And Where are they going to ship them off to? I don't know. They're basing this on the fact that older people are easier to catch, and most of them... <laughs> <laughs> they don't run so fast. And eh? most of them won't remember how to get home. <laughs> That's sick. And you would did they have to check on their acorn cheerless at the board? It just came on the email. Oh yes. You, f- <laughs> you yeah. can believe it because you read it on the on the internet, right? I hope we got somebody to talk to on the uh, phone soon. All right, we're gonna go to uh, Branford, I think. Uh, no, on, no sorry, sorry. Okay, go, go ahead. Follow the script. Would you read it or follow the script? Well, okay, so I have an email from Elaine, not Ellen, Elaine. This is actually spelled E-L-A-I-N-E. That's very okay. good. That's Elaine. Um, she says, she's never taken her snow tires off, and the summer's half over. What do you think? What do I think? <laughs> yeah. She might as well leave them on at this point. Right? The reality, how much do they actually wear out? Well, depends on how much you drive, obviously. You know, do, do, do they, they, really like do wear, they out? wear out quicker? Yes, they do, um, because the rubber is softer, and, yeah. and they will wear out. But if Elaine's just driving to Yorkdale and back, um, yeah. 
you know, oh, once... another plug. You guys are good. <laughs> no, no, no. But I'm... Sorry, we call them plaza cars. Okay. Uh... Basically, it goes from the house to the plaza. Okay. <laughs> I go to buy some milk and some groceries and uh... <laughs> watch it. We were well. Yeah. Next week is the change of the month. We're 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 ready in the eighth month of the year. Yeah, it's going to be August. It's you can leave your Christmas lights up. <laughs> Yeah, we were coming. Back. Snow tires are on. Just leave them off. Coming back from Innisfil this morning, yeah. or today, uh, there's still a lot of cars with snow t- with winter tires yes. on. Must have yeah. passed about eight or nine of them. That's what I'm saying. So and one of them asking. was Elaine. <laughs> Could be, or she's related to Ellen. But sir, if it's this hot though, doesn't it? Wouldn't you burn more rubber off? Does it really tread? matter? Yes. See, but does it matter? Well, again, if you if you hardly drive. You know, it's like people complain about the price of gas. You only use one tank a month. I mean, so how bad can it be? You it's know? like, I don't get it. You know, hey, gas has gone down two cents a liter. And they stand in line Everybody's with the lined running. up. Yeah. You know what? Running. Here's the deal. If, if your tires aren't on rims and it's costing you a hundred bucks every time you change Switch them over, over yeah. you know, uh, it may not be worth it. Yeah, in my opinion to Elaine, just leave them alone. You know, I mean, it'd be another story if Elaine, for example, decides she wanted a you know, pick up her girlfriend and do a cross-country trip, then probably it'd be a good idea to change the tires. But again, if she's just driving, you know, to see the grandkids or somebody close by, <laughs> wait, then don't wait. bother. See, you've just sparked something. <laughs> no, just, Mr. Quacko I'm over just there. Reading this. Don't read any more emails. Older people are easier to catch. <laughs> oh, it's, it's simple thing. Just... All righty, let's go to the phone. No, he, can't. he forgot that he read that already, you see. <laughs> we're going to take a break because we're going to talk to uh, Jesse. Okay, all right. Do you ever follow the stuff that you actually write down in the morning? Nope, nope. I'm okay. by the seat of my pants. Listen, there's a really, really big topic that's growing, thank God, more and more. Women in the automotive industry, and it's about time this happened. We're going to talk to Jesse Kessel from Machete Marketing right after this with some really cool information. This is Dave's Corner Garage. Follow us on Facebook and win. We'll be right back. Oh, if they only knew. You're down to Caesar. Everybody is. It's the weekend. Dave's Corner Garage, and uh, we've got Jesse Kessel online. Hey, Jess, how are you, girl? Hey, how are you guys? Very good. Jesse, it's amazing. Only 8% of top executives in the motor vehicle industry are women. Yes. And that's what I want to talk to you guys about today because I'm one of the few um, who are still in the automotive industry and been in the industry for 15 years now. But, um, I, you know, it seems like all the women kind of know each other because there's so, so few of us. Mm -hmm. Um, and, you know, with the, uh, Women who are making, women actually make up 80% of purchasing decisions. Correct. How much? I, I thought it was like in the mid 60s. It's 80%. Wow. It ranges from like 70 to 80%, but it, but it's definitely up there, right? Mm. Um, and you would think that maybe there'd be more women, uh, in a dealership there to, to welcome those women that are coming in and, uh, making those purchasing decisions. And also on the service side, 73% of customers in the service lane are uh, now women as well. Well, and- Jesse, when you're talking about, I mean, there's a million different positions in, in motor vehicle manufacturing and service. You know, is it any specific uh, one where we need to, you know, get more people in? Or are you saying that right through the whole gamut? I mean, the automotive industry is the second largest employer in Ontario. Um, so there's definitely so many different positions. You tend to see women in more administrative roles. Uh-huh. But besides uh, administration, there's also the sales. There's also service. There's also parts. 
Uh, and then besides the dealership, you know, there's so many other companies that are in the industry. Like myself, I'm a vendor to dealerships. Right. Um, so there's there's a ton of different things you can do. Uh, the income is is very well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and, you know, really my mission is and my obligation as a female in the industry is to raise more awareness to not just women and men my age. I'm going to be 37 tomorrow. <laughs> Everybody wants freebies today. Again? We'll get your birthday. Let me ask you a question as, as you're going on here, Jess. Jesse, uh, here's a question. Is it more of a reluctancy on dealerships to hire women, or is it re- more reluctant on a woman to get into the industry as a mechanic, like for Al's company? You know what? It's really both. And it's going to take effort from everybody to change the way that things have been. And so it really starts not even at, you know, people getting in, you know, deciding where, where they're going to be going to school, but at, from the parents. So parents, depending on which generation they grew up in, uh, you know, they're the, the more common jobs during, you know, in their generation may be very, very different than what's available today because jobs that are available today didn't exist back when, you know, my grandparents were, were growing up. So it starts at educating the parents as well that this is, um, you know, getting into the automotive industry can be on their radar as these kids that are in the later years of high school are trying to decide what they're going to be going to college or university for. Now, Jesse, I have to, as somebody who ran a new car dealership for years mm-hmm. and, and a garage for even longer, I, I have to comment a couple of things. First off, all the women that we hired were more loyal and more efficient than the men. They really were. They showed up on time. They cared about the job. The problem was their association with the men. The men used to hit on them. And, and, and I know now it's called harassment. But, but, <laughs> but know, at that time, they used to hit on them. Like, yeah. you know, what are you doing later? And blah, 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 blah. Yeah. I, went through that. I went through that as well. And interesting fact is hmm. that the women who do get hired and who do enter into the sales force um, on the dealership side, there is a 90% turnover within their first year. So they're not even, most of them are not even making it past their first year in the dealership. And you're very right. It has a lot to do with the culture that they're entering into. Now, question and though so is, that needs to change. so are they leaving the, the profession or the trade or are they just going to f- look for another job at the same level or the same, the same job elsewhere? Uh, I'm not sure about the data, but I'm assuming that most of them are just leaving because they have a bad taste for the industry after that yeah, point. Well, you, you know um, what? Because you're in competition with your employee, with your fellow employees, uh, you're not comfortable. But it's also right? the mechanical side, too, right? I mean, f- to get in the service area, uh, the schools well, have got to get people I, That's involved. another part. We had a gal who was with us, uh, you know, like, she didn't dress appropriately, and, and, and so the, the men were attracted to her, you know, and I kept telling her, you got to wear T-shirts underneath that. <laughs> it's like... This is a place of business. So she ended up uh, leaving at the end because she wouldn't listen. All right, Jason, we got a bail, but I want to thank you for calling in and bringing that up. And we're going to see, we're going to have you in the studio in a couple weeks' time. Yeah. Okay. That's good. I look forward to it. Great. Have a great weekend. Right. Can thank I say, you. way to go, girl, or is that, like, sexist? <laughs> I don't mind that at all. Okay, and it's called Machette? Machete. Machete. Yeah. Machete. Machete is marketing. not silent. Just and she's going to use it on you if you don't get that name right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Everyone can reach me on uh, Facebook at 
Jesse Kessel, and I'd be happy to offer mentorship or guidance to anybody that wants to get into the automotive industry. Great. Super, thanks, and a happy birthday. Oh, thank you. Dave will make you a cake. It'll arrive tomorrow by Amazon. (laughs) (laughs) All right. More calls to get to. This is Dave's Corner Garage. Stick around. We'll be right back. DB, last segment, Dave's Corner Garage. We've got a couple more calls He's to so get to. He's so happy because the weekend's coming. It's already here. <laughs> it is the weekend. <laughs> All right, we're going to cruise on up to Brantford. Out to Brantford. Okay. Look at your map. No, you, but you missed it. See, okay. he's driving a, There's Mike a is driving there somewhere. a Chevy Cruze. <laughs> I see. And it's cruise night. <laughs> what can we do for you, Mike? Hi, uh, guys. Uh, uh, this, this Chevy Cruze has the auto stop. Yeah, which is the worst thing GM ever done in my opinion. But I've I've defeated it. The way I've done it, thanks to a tip on the internet, was uh, shift into low gear and then scroll up to L six. And uh, the low, trans- wait, wait, hang on, I'm writing this down. Low gear. Yeah, and then scroll up to L six. So Dave, shift into neutral first, shift. and then L six. What's L six? It's just after L five. Yeah. Before L seven, <laughs> what happens if you put it into L five? Uh, I don't really know. Uh, <laughs> what is L six? It's it's the highest uh, gear uh, on the low range, basically. Oh, okay, because we don't have that. In I had that in a Golf Diesel we rented in, in Italy, and you get to like five kilometers, and it just stalls. You go, yeah. oh, and it's all these buses. So tell it. me what happens now. You shift to L six. Yeah, and. Uh, it it seems to go through the gears normally. I, I look at the tachometer and it you know it seems to be fluttering when the gears change. I, almost exactly the same as when you have it in drive. And the bonus is when you come to a stop, the the motor doesn't stop on you because of the. Ah, uh, so you've got an manual shift. I see what you got. So yeah. you know what? I had the same problem with my Cadillac, and yeah. she phoned up and she says, "How do you like your car?" I said, "I can't stand it." Why? Because it shuts off every time I go to a stop. So I figured out that the when the hood is open, the engine doesn't shut off because the tech has got to work on it. So I disconnected the switch that tells the the car that the hood is closed, and now the engine doesn't shut off. L, I don't have one of those. <laughs> I thought it was, uh, I, have but I wouldn't buy another one. If they phone me up, they phone me up the other day. Would you want to buy another one? I go, not a chance. You know what? I I think that it should be put in there as an option. Like you know, yeah, you, Honda you has actually, an option. You know, same thing. Like like I've, your your Kano, your little green light leaf on the yes. dashboard. Yes, yeah. You, you can shut it off. It it resets to putting itself back on again. I don't know if that really does anything for the. They say it saves ten percent for the fuel. Not much. I, I don't find know. much. I just like to be able to turn off the activation things in the uh, front of your front and back of your car. Oh, the beep beep beep. Yeah, because people are pedestrians who are walking in front of you with earbuds on and their phones. Uh, they beep. It's like you know I don't need to see hear that anymore. It's crazy. But the reality is, GMs you can't shut it off. Maybe the newer ones you can, but the older ones, it's it well, is so frustrating. I understand. That's my understanding. Yeah. They, they've made that an option. Cool. You know, here another stupid thing. My car is a 17 and has a 3.6 engine. Mm-hmm. So for 2020, they're bringing out a sports model with a 3.6 engine. And the original model, they're putting in a four-cylinder motor. And you were saying in the uh, white room, yeah, with black curtains, uh, <laughs> is that... Uh, <laughs> sorry, it felt good in a minute. Uh, is that... Honda is no longer going to make a V4 or four-cylinder car? 
No, no, we didn't say that. We said, "Oh, don't be a smartass." Well, you, you ask said? me a question. <laughs> no, you I'll sing again. You know, we're talking about the manufacturers all dropping the engine sizes because they want to get better Fuel economy. Yeah, and they've been able to get more horsepower. Like that, that four cylinder engine you're talking about, two seventy horse. That's incredible. Isn't it amazing? My Volkswagen, which was a four cylinder, only put out about fifty horsepower. Well, so what's the story? They're not, or they are making Actually, four cylinders. You won't be able to get the six in the vehicle. You'll have to get a four. Huh. A turbocharged four cylinder. Turbocharged. Yeah. And I'll get better gas mileage. They say. Who's they? My mom used to say that. The guys That's what in- they say. Who are they, mom? Them. They're the ones that are easier to catch. <laughs> Forget oh, God. Oh. Now, you want another air corn cheerlift? <laughs> so have a good time at Fallsview, and Al's going to be at Yorkdale. <laughs> I'm not going to Yorkdale. Who's going Mike, thanks plug? for the call. Appreciate it. Thank you very much. Bye-bye, everybody. Who cares about the clouds and where to get Just sing a song and bring the sunny weather. Happy trail. This has been an exclusive podcast of Dave's Corner Garage. Heard every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM 740.